Good morning. How is everybody? Welcome back. It's like our first day of school. Right? <laughs> My kids are back at school. Woohoo! 7 a.m. Um, my name's Annie, if anyone. This is your first uh, time joining us uh, this morning. And um, I just hope that you guys feel welcome in this place. Uh, you know, we're kind of going to, we start our reading next week and I'll go through, I'll go through what we're, what we're doing. But, um, but I, I just want everyone who's coming in this room to feel like this is a safe place. So some of you, I have to, you know, I'm a PK, meaning a pastor's kid. And then I married a pastor. So now I'm a pastor's wife. And then my brother's a pastor. And then we were missionaries for a while. And I can't get away from pastors and all that kind of stuff. So I grew up in the church, you know, like I would be like Sunday nights, my dad's preaching. I have school the next day and I'd be asleep on the floor under the chairs, you know, in the auditorium and stuff like that. And then when I got older, Dad, I have homework. I can't go to church. And no, I was at church on night, Wednesday night. And then I'll give all your friends Taco Bell. And so we would pack our car with my brother and all his friends, my friends, and we would entice them with Taco Bell to come to church. Seriously, that's all it took back then. Um, and, you know, crazy people from church would follow us. We'd be like, that crazy guy's following us from church. He's turning into Taco Bell. <laughs> But I, I try to put myself in the place and in the shoes of some of you where that is not your story, obviously. Um, and coming, just setting foot in this room is an act of courage and bravery. You know, some of you have known the Lord for a really long time. And then there's others who um, are like, I, you know, uh, what, what is this book in the Bible called Job? And you're like, oh, the book of Job. And that's okay. Um, you know, we're, we're all uh, on this, this journey together. And, um, you know, again, some of you, it's like even praying out loud, you know, is absolutely terrifying. And you're like, oh my gosh, she's going to look at me in the eyes. Don't look at me, teacher. Don't look at me. Don't call on me, you know. And, um, but that this place is for us to all come in, feel completely welcomed um, and accepted um, and seen um, by the Lord, that he knows your heart. He knows everything that you are going through. Like, I can't possibly know everything that you are going through. I cannot answer, and I will not answer, guaranteed, nor anyone at your table, every question that you have. But I know the one who can answer all of your questions. I know the one who knows you better than you know yourself. Um, I know the one who knew you uh, while you were being formed in your mother's womb literally every detail of every aspect of your personality, of, of your giftings, of, of, uh, of who you are, what you've already gone through. Um, and I can bring you to Jesus. And, and that's what this whole thing is about, is we just want, we want to see Jesus. Um, he is the way. He is the truth. He is the life. Um, there is no life outside of him. 
I've been in this place um, recently where um, he's waking me up in the middle of the night, and uh, I'm like, oh, hello, and we're not sleeping now, we're talking in the middle of the night, and um, speaking about the Lord, and uh, we're, it, it's just, it's this place of going, I, I have nothing, no life outside of you. You are my life. Like, I, all I want is you. And there's a scripture that says it's in him that we move and live and have our being. You know, um, and if that sounds kind of, you know, like a foreign language to you and, you know, Shakespearean, I constantly am telling women to put their hand on their heart. You know, do it. Put your hand on your heart. Um, and there is one who wills right now that it is beating when this whole world seems like it is spinning out of control or that you're lost or um, things that are so beyond, um, whether it's the front page of the newspaper that's scaring you or politics or health issues or finances or a loved one or your relationships, the Lord is the one who literally is still seated on the throne. And, you know, I'm going, Lord, why... How can I tell these women, you know, who I want you to realize we're family, like that you're not supposed to live this life alone? Even in your own head and in your own thoughts, there is one who is present. I mean, David the psalmist said, I can't even go into the pit of hell, Sheol, uh, without you being there. Um, he, there's nowhere you can go outside of the presence of the Lord. Um, he is continually and constantly with you. Um, and, you know, I'm thinking, how many of you were here on Sunday for the message? We are, you know, um, with my dad, the, he's the senior pastor, and, you know, we're, talk, we're in Matthew, and it just so happens that we're in Matthew 24 and Matthew 25, which is Jesus literally giving an end times prophecy update to his disciples who are saying, when are you going to bring the kingdom of heaven, you know? And we say the same thing, when are you going to bring the kingdom of heaven? And it just so happens that the portion of scripture that we're on, because he has ordained for it to line up precisely, that it completely goes with what the front page of the newspaper is talking about. And Iran and all these things going on, the shakings that are happening in the earth right now. I mean, to the point that, you know, I have um, three teenagers and they're saying, you know, all of um, uh, the TikToks and memes and all these things, meaning social media, it's all talking about World War III. World War III. And they're talking about, are we going to be drafted? And things like that. I mean, this is what, like, even just the kids are talking about. And, you know, people will say, why do we read the Bible? It's this ancient text to an ancient people full of rules and laws and regulations. And it does not pertain to the world that we live in today. And if you didn't hear that message, it 1,000% pertains to the world that we live in today. And so I'm like, Lord, he, again, he told me, sorry, not to prepare a message. You know, I have thousands of them in me. <laughs> I have a binder full over there. And there will be a teaching next week after you guys read the first week's portion. Um, we will go into teaching. And, um, but this morning, just an exhortation on 
why do we get into the Word of God? Why does it matter? Why do we care? Why are you here? And, um, you know, it's like, how do I show you what is like bursting in my heart um, to let you know that this book is not ancient but is alive? That the Word of God is actually dynamic and actually has everything that you are needing and looking for in your life in a way that nothing else will satisfy, in a way that nothing else will actually bring you into life, but only the Word of God. It is completely and totally relevant. And I was trying to think of just, you know, um, you know my like last uh, couple of weeks of, of even life, you know, where... Um, you know, one of the one of the stories and the headlines on my newspaper is, you know, um, a, a, a bunch of kids, you know, who literally um, got into a, a very tragic car accident, and um, one of the kids um, actually passed away, and three in critical condition, and it affecting an entire community and an entire school and families, and you know, loss and mourning. And it, they weren't doing anything wrong. There was, it was just kids being kids in a car and an accident happened. And then one of them dying and you're like, why? Why? And you go to the word of God. You go to the truth. And you say, it's not God's will that that child passed away. But there is a real enemy that is here on this earth that does will to devour, to kill, to steal, to rob, to destroy. And that that child is present in the face of the Lord right now and is more alive than we are right now. And that I can't understand all of the ins and outs of it, but I know that my God is good. I know that my God is a God of love. I know that my God will meet those families in ways that I possibly can't, that he will visit them in the night watch, that he will heal the broken parts of their soul, and that they will be reunited with their loved one for the rest of eternity because this is not the end of our story. This is relevant to what is happening in our lives right now. Like I was talking about, the headlines on the newspaper, the world is scared right now. Everyone is freaking out. And if you did not have the word of God or you are not anchored and you do not know his voice and you are not led by his spirit, you should be very scared. But because we know the truth and we know the word of God and we're partaking of the word of God and we're encouraging each other and we're not in this alone, but we're in this eternal family that's present here this morning, we literally get to actually be uh, anchored in, in truth and we will not be shaken, though the world itself will be shaken. Haggai 2.20 and on is going to happen. It says every, it's, the shaking is starting in the world. But the thing is, you guys, for those of us who are the daughters of God here in this room, he said, I've told you the beginning from the end and the end from the beginning. I've already foretold that these things would take place before my second coming. So you don't need to be afraid. Our word for the year at Maranatha, what's the word? prepare. And we've been laughing because it doesn't mean preppers. Don't get a bag of beans and think that that is being prepared. But then at the same time, okay, so what is, what is being prepared? 
being prepared is being in the Word of God and cultivating that intimate relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ, who is the way, who is the truth, who is life. He literally will, okay, so as you spend time, we've said this in the last, uh, I think, session, you are what you eat. And we are supposed to eat the Word of God, not for information and knowledge, but it's actually to hear, the Shema is to hear and then to do. It actually is to become part of who you are. The whole thing is, you guys, we, you know, at the very beginning, Adam and Eve, there they are in the garden. They had the entire, there was, there, it was perfect. They walked with God in the cool of the day. They were naked and unashamed. You need I say any more? They were just totally fine in the birthday suit, ready to go. Walking around, nothing that would hinder their relationship with the Lord. No guilt, no shame, no fear, no jealousy, no all those things. Just peace, acceptance, love, um, perfection, and complete harmony with each other, with the world around them, and with their Father who created them, what their identity was, what their calling was, what their purpose was. And there was just one tree that they were not supposed to eat of. And it's speaking of that relationship that the Father wanted to have with his kids. And where, trust me, I'm the creator of the world. I created you. I know what I'm talking about. Just don't eat from this one tree because, and I've always taught you guys this, love always has a choice. People go, why was that other tree in the... Because we are not robots. We are not forced to be in abundant life with the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. You are not forced, even in this Bible study, to read every section. You will have as much of God and as much of that abundant life as you want which people don't like to hear, that your life is your own fault. (laughs) We don't want that responsibility. It's everyone else's fault. Um, But literally, there's that tree, and they partake of it. And we know that the rest of history, this is where we are at, because they chose to do it their own way. So everything that we're doing, when we come to the Word of God, is... To me, it's hilarious. It's the most logical thing for us to do. The world will tell you that you're weak, that you can't hack it in this world, so you have to have a crutch and religion to get you through. But the reality is, is we are actually the most rational and the most logical, I think, because we see that we have no control over any of this. Like I said, even your very heart beating, you don't have control over that. But the Lord, the one who made you, who fashioned you, who formed you, the one who is the creator of this entire planet and actually has a plan to bring us back into that loving relationship with him where nothing is separating us again. So he sends his son Jesus, the story of the the, the gospel, um, to bring us back into that relationship with the Lord. We come to the word of God to say, I don't know how to run my own life. I'm not in control. I don't know what the path is to bring me into abundant life. I don't know how to raise those kids that you gave me. I don't know what to do with this husband that you gave me. 
I don't know what my purpose and, and my, how I'm even made. And here we come to the word of God, who literally is the one who has wrote you into the space of, of time right now, has a destiny, has a plan, has wisdom, has everything pertaining to life has everything pertaining to godliness. And I'll, I'll add to that part too. People are making it up all around you. They're making it up. They're making up what success is. They're making up what wisdom is. They're making up what truth is. And it's constantly changing all of the time. And the Lord God says, this is the only thing that will never, ever change. He's eternal. So when we anchor ourselves to anything else, you will be riddled with anxiety. You will be riddled with fear. You will not be wise. What you do will not have eternal purpose and value. But then the flip side of that is, is when you allow the one who literally has authored your entire life into existence who loves you with an everlasting love, who literally is wisdom, who literally is truth. He's a person. His name is Jesus. Then guess what? You start letting him tell you how to think, and you actually start being transformed in your mind, in the way that you actually think, and you start actually getting the mind of Jesus Christ himself. That's literal. That's truth. We get rewired. All of those broken places that the enemy has brought into your life to bring that death, to bring that destruction, that devouring spirit, to bring those lies, to bring you into bondage. And the Lord comes and step by step, as you do it the way that he says, and you get in these kinds of communities, and you start washing yourself in the word of God, and you start worshiping the only one who is worthy of your worship, because you're made to worship, and you will worship. He says, but choose to worship me. And then all of a sudden, those broken places start healing. They start mending. He starts changing you from the inside out because you are a spirit being. We have been lied to, and we think this is who we are. And so we try to fix it and color it and, you know, all that stuff. And go for it. It's good. It looks, you look pretty. Um, nothing wrong with that. But thank God this is not who I actually am, and it's not who you are. You are a spirit being. And there is a part of you, if some of this is new for you, it's resonating with you right now at a certain place. You're a spirit being first. You're made in the image and the likeness of your father. You are going to live forever because you are a spirit being. You're made in his image. You're made in his likeness. We are his children. You're different than all other creation. And he loves you. He actually wants to dwell inside of you forever, and be one with him, with the Holy Spirit, with, with the Son of God, with the Father in perfect love and in perfect unity. And my point is you don't get to make up how that works. You don't get to make up who you are. You don't have to make up 
all of those things. Is that not a relief? I mean, I think one of the biggest lies is we're acting like we, we've got it and we know and we're telling everyone else what to do. <laughs> Ugh. And, you know, the advice is um, not life-giving. It's actually, you know, the opposite. Um, unless it's coming from the Word of God. And the Lord goes, you were never meant to figure this out on your own. You can't, actually. So why are you still trying? It's vanity. It's frustration. It's actually the path that the enemy has for you to be on. And thank God he's only made two. There's life or death that you get to eat of every single second of every single day, depending on who you're letting lead your life. So we come into these studies because this is where we're going to be able to encourage one another. Whether you're a brand new believer or whether you've known the Lord and you're like, I should be up there teaching right now. Literally. And the coolest part is that the Lord is speaking to each and every person in this room. Whether you're the brand new believer, you have something important to bring to your table times to actually impart. Do you understand that? Your, your words and, and, and your experiences and your understanding of even what God is showing you right now has value for every single one of us in this room. And we need to hear what the Lord is speaking to you. No matter if you just met him, yesterday, or whether you've known him for the last 50 years, whether this is the millionth Bible study that you've been to or the very first Bible study that you've been to. It doesn't matter. You are valuable, and what you have to say is actually valuable. And the body of Christ, the way the Lord has made it, is that we actually need one another. Nobody has it all figured out. So we're going through the word of God and different people are going to be coming from different places. But the beauty is because the word of God is alive and actually, literally, Jesus is the living word of God. This is inspired um, by the Holy Spirit that literally, wherever you're coming at, you're going to actually get something out of every single study when you come prepared and hungry for the truth. He'll meet you right where you're at. You will never come to the place where you have learned everything that you need to know about God. For the rest of eternity, we will be learning. We will be growing. We will be changing. We will be going from glory to glory to glory forever, being transformed and changed. So, I am sorry for anyone who thinks that studying the Word of God is archaic and old and dusty and has nothing to do with the world at present. It is completely the exact opposite. It is the most exciting life to live a life in discipleship following Jesus Christ, who is the Son of God. It's, a, it's, it's amazing. Miracles, um, happen, uh, visions, dreams, um, gifting start opening up inside of you that he's placed in you. You start actually becoming a partaker of that life, the life of Jesus Christ, and you actually have life to give to those around you. You actually start affecting the world for change and becoming part of a bigger picture, and it's what you're actually aching and longing for because the Word of God tells us he's put eternity in every single heart. 
You're longing for that. We all are. That's why we're here. And the beautiful thing is, is no one has it down to perfection except for him. And, and so we're all in this together. We're in it together. So that's what this whole time of coming into the Word of God, discipleship, and this is the other thing. You know, there, there is, okay, the word discipleship, there's um, in the very word itself, discipline. And some people are, and shrink away from the word discipline. But you are a disciple already of many, many things. I watched my husband this morning. He got a new coffee maker. And I'm watching him. And he's so excited. And he's tampering down the beans after he grinds the beans. And he thinks he's a barista at Starbucks now. And he puts the little thing in and the buttons and the hole. And the, look at the crema, Annie, and the beans. And I'm like, wow. My husband is a disciple of making coffee right now. <laughs> he studies the beans. He smells the aroma. He tastes it. Then he shares it. And then he teaches others about it. (laughs) He buys equipment for it. He literally reads articles about it. And I was like, I'm watching him this morning at the table because we have coffee together. And I'm like, wow. He's like, what's happening? I'm like, you are a disciple of coffee making. And then he's like, you're going to share that this morning, aren't you? I was like, yes, I am. Yes, I am. <laughs> we are disciples of the weirdest things. And I'm glad that he's a disciple of coffee. Make me my coffee with my crema, you know, whatever. Do you know, the crema. Do you guys know what crema is? It's that little froth that comes on the top of the coffee. Mm. <laughs> he's like, you're making fun of me. I said, yes, but I will drink your coffee. <laughs> We are, we are disciples of many, many, many things. And if I just sat down with you, I would have a conversation. We would find out what you're a disciple of. And the Lord has no problem with those kinds of things. You know, he, he you know, I mean, everyone's like, coffee will be in heaven. Um, but, but we get the chance to be a disciple of Jesus, Jesus of Nazareth. Um, and we take it for granted because it comes so familiar to us. Um, but when you think about God who is perfect and in this you know, loving relationship within the Trinity and has need of nothing and then decides, I want to make my kids to actually be a part of, of this relationship and this unity and purpose and destiny and design and giftings and creativity and uh, all these things. And, and then we choose to say, as this little tiny, you know, creation of the creator and the king of the universe who spans it in his right hand and holds all the waters in the hollow of his other hand, the earth is his footstool and the heavens is his throne, and we say, we've got it. And then yet he still says, I love you. And before the foundations of the earth, I knew that you would choose your own way and your own path. But I've planned from before the foundations of the world a path to bring you back into that right relationship with me, 
where you're going to learn of me, where you're going to understand that I am the only one worthy of your trust. I am the only one worthy of your adoration and your love. That I am the one worthy that you would be my disciple so that you might actually be changed and, and look more and think more like me for what you were actually made for is to be in this loving relationship with the almighty God. It's humbling. It is earth-changing. It is undoing. It is more love than you could possibly imagine. And he goes, and it's for you. It's not too good to be true. In fact, this is the truth. Everything else is a lie. This is the truth. This is what you were made for. Then you start going, I don't always understand what I'm reading. I don't always understand what you're doing. But I know that you are the truth. I know that you are good. I will humble myself. And I will learn of you. And I will learn of your ways. And and I will follow you. I will give my life to you so that I might find life in you. Then... Who wants to be reading the Word of God? Who wants to be digesting? Who wants to be in this community? You know, and not that we're perfect. We're going to mess up. I don't have all the answers just because I have the microphone. Trust me. I'm on this journey with you. But it's a journey. It's a lifetime. So in patience and pursuing Him, we, we, get, we get that life that He's talking about in more and more and more waves. We become enlarged inside and actually get filled more and more with him. And we get transformed and we get changed. And then once you taste the real, you can never be satisfied with the fakes ever again. I guarantee it. I tell my kids that all the time. They're totally screwed because they know the truth. You can try to have one foot in the world, but it will be dissatisfying. You will be at war within yourself. You will have anxiety and fear because you know the real, and you know that you're trying to be satiated with the false, with the fake, and you will never be satisfied there. And you're not meant to be. You're meant to be free, and you're meant to be living the life that I have chosen to give you in abundance, where literally Jesus says torrents of living water start springing out of your innermost being, something that no man or circumstance or this world can touch or tarnish or take away. So I hope that you commit to coming on this journey with us. We um, just went through... Uh, in our last semester, the first five books of the Bible, uh, you know, called Torah, and now we're going to be going through kingdoms. So, um, and it's the next, you know, uh, several books in order. Um, And you have a reading plan, for those of you who are new, if you guys didn't get this card. Um, So, you do need to get this reading Bible. Um, It doesn't have chapter and verse like normal. It's meant to be like you're reading a book. Um, and the original actually didn't have chapter and verse. That's just to help us for studying. You can get it in the bookstore. I think it's $14.55 with tax included. 
Um, and then we've broken up the 12-week reading plan right here for you. And some of you are like, oh my gosh, that is, I have people say, that's completely overwhelming. Look at that. Um, and, or, you know, you know, I don't like to read or whatever. Um, but uh, it literally breaks it down, um, and you can do it however you want. We're not here to micromanage you. We are, I don't want to babysit you. I'm already a mom of three kids. I don't want to be your mom. Um, you know, and so, again, I will respect you the way that I want to be respected and treated, which is you will get as much out of studying the Word of God as you want to. It completely is up to you. It is. So you are welcome to come when you don't do the reading. Come. We want you here. Um, but we encourage you to do the reading because that's when the Lord is going to, even when you don't understand, how many of you remember what you ate for breakfast last Wednesday? And if you do, we need to talk. <laughs> um, it, it, you know, this has been said for every sermon ever, it still nourishes you. It nourishes your body. And the Lord is bringing you into more and more light, but you have to start somewhere. And like I said, we're all going to be learning for the rest of our lives of Him. Um, so uh, don't be discouraged. Eat your food um, in the Word of God. So it literally breaks it down, though, for you, where it's like five pages about um, five times a week, five pages, like, in, in, and that's not even seven days, it's just five, you know, five pages, you know, so you can make excuses, like, I'm busy, and I can't, and blah, but, um, I mean, I could tell you how busy my life is, and complain to you, and I don't know, um, again, five pages, it's not a lot, and um, what you will get out of it, uh, you know, I don't know. I've already just shared from my heart. So you get to decide which tree you want to eat of every single day. Um, and one, one, there's only one that brings you into life, that abundant life um, and blessings um, and relationship with the one who is literally love. Um, so get your book today if you don't have it. We will be doing our teaching, going through that first week's read of reading that's on the 12-week reading plan. And, um, and going through this together. And the whole goal is we're going to be going kind of semester through semester through the whole Word of God. Um, so let me just pray for you, and you guys have some questions at your table. Um, dear Heavenly Father, I just thank you and I praise you um, just for um, times like this, Lord. We, we do need to be encouraged. We need to have our um, chins tilted upward um, because sometimes it's just so easy to look down at our feet um, and where this world, you know, kind of is pushing and squashing and pulling and heavy and um, it's just uh, gnarly. But Lord, you want to bring us up into a totally different place, uh, the hidden place in you, um, to see things from your perspective, Lord God. Um, to, to know um, the one true living God, and that's the only way that we know who we are, is when we know you. Um, and it, it really does change everything. It brings us strength. It brings us joy. It brings us life. It brings us healing. Um, and that's only found in you. And so I just pray that everyone would be encouraged in their hearts, Lord God, that that we would um, decide um, as you would go, Jesus, to um, 
all these different people, and you would come up to them and you would say, come and follow me. Um, and you're asking us to follow you, Lord, um, to, to really be your disciple. And so um, I pray that every woman here would choose um, to follow you, follow you and to, to partake of your, your word, to eat your, the, the word of God um, so that it actually becomes a part of who we are and transforms us. And um, help us, Lord, help us to be kind, help us to be loving to those around us and, and compassionate like you, Lord. Um, and to not have all the answers and pretend um, that everything's great, but to say, I know the one who does, and I'm going to bring you to him, um, and his name is Jesus. So we glorify you. We lift your name on high. We thank you for um, your word. We thank you for this family. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. Amen. amen.